Hello and welcome to the In Repose podcast with your host, Caitlin Smith. In Repose is a space where we gather together weekly to discuss all things intentional living, all things about creating an intentional life and home through nature and movement and repose. And I like to just start off every week by thanking those of you who took the time to write a review, whether it be five stars or whatever is truthful to you. I just want to say thank you so much. So this week, I just want to send some love to Kayleen Elise, C of Jess, and Melissa Appa. Thank you for taking the time to write your thoughts and communicate with me what's resonating for you and why you show up in this community and why you tune in every week. It's really, really important to me that we build this We build this together. Like this just isn't just me. This is a co-collaboration between you and I. So when you take the time to send in a DM or send a text or send a voice note, it's it allows me to deliver more of what you want to talk about and what you want to hear about and involve you in this. So please don't ever hesitate to to reach out. And when you take the time to share this episode with a friend, to share it with your community, it's how we grow this community together for you to find more like-minded people like yourself who just want to live a more intentional, simple, slower life, whatever that means to you, whatever that means to them, just being able to bring us all together. That is the beautiful part of a digital world is that we are able to connect with people that we wouldn't have found in our local community. And that is something that I'm so deeply appreciative of when I listen and tune in and why I'm so intentional about the podcast that I tune into because it's conversations that I'm dropping into that I wouldn't have access to in my community, that I haven't founded those friendships in real life in in, in this town, or perhaps it's pushing me to grow and evolve in a way that I don't have access to here, the conversations I haven't heard yet. That's so important to me. And also, it's really shifted the way, I think especially in the past year, the way that I consume content, the way that I listen to a podcast or take in a newsletter, take in someone's information, take in someone's opinion, I can do so in a way where I don't have to agree with everything they're saying and not be charged by it and not want to withdraw from it and not, if it is not harmful, it's just simply something that I don't agree with and I'm listening to an opinion that I I don't agree with but don't have to be charged and activated by that. That has been such a growing experience for me because when I would see this divisiveness I think it's easy for us to look at the internet and look at the things, at least for myself, I, it, it can be easy to look at the things that that I don't enjoy, that don't resonate for me. And instead, I can lean into how, how can I grow? How can I listen to someone else's thoughts and opinions and respectfully disagree instead of this, this desire to want to take someone down or we don't need to go we don't need to go down that route but just coming from someone that has has processed through repressed anger or not hmm <laughs> not giving myself the space to process 
what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling before acting. It's just the past year has been really transformative and how I could take in other people's content and what the activation means and how to grow through and not be charged by certain things, I suppose. I'll kind of sum up. I don't really know where that came from, so I don't really really understand where the tangent is trying to go. But I do want to start off today's episode by just wishing my partner, Daniel, a very happy birthday because it is his birthday tomorrow and I'm just, I'm so grateful to be in partnership with him. I'm so grateful to know him, to love him. I think he is one of the most incredible humans, if not the most incredible human that I've ever met. He's taught me so many lessons. I'm so grateful for the journeys, the journeys, the multiple journeys that we are on together including sharing a homestead together at this point and welcoming our first child into the world this summer. He's just someone that teaches me so much on a constant basis and mirrors to me how to stand in your authenticity, stand in your voice, stand in your truth, stand in your power, even when it rubs people the wrong way, even when they're not ready to hear it, even when they're not wanting to hear it, even if it means making someone else uncomfortable to live from a place of truth is perhaps the greatest lesson that I've learned from him and so many others. But I just wanted to give him some love today, give him some love this week as we celebrate him because I think he's a a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I know, not that I think. I just know that he is the most beautiful, human, kind, compassionate man and I'm really, really grateful. So happy birthday to Daniel, my beautiful, beautiful Taurus partner. We are officially in the month of May, which to me is always a very, it's a time, a time of reflection for me, a deep time of reflection for me because, because I will be coming up on three years this year, (laughs) in this month of May, I will be coming up on the three year anniversary of moving to Oregon. And that is a story that I've shared in full, in detail on episode one. I started off this whole podcast with a very detailed explanation of how I moved to nature because I think there's many different layers and aspects that were involved of how I found my place, how did I move to a place all by myself, how did I move to a place that I had never been before, that I'd never seen before, that I'd never experienced before. And I remember I just used to be so, (laughs) I mean, I'm so I'm so glad that I finally had the space to share my story in its fullest because I think there was a lot of judgments. There was a lot of perceptions of it. There was a lot of misunderstandings of it. And it's, you don't really see the full story and the full steps until you're out of it. And there was different times of my life where I would try and speak through it of how I found it, how it happened, how it came to be. Episode one fully dives into it why it's so transformative to me and why it's such a place of remembrance and reflection every single year is that it was truly, truly probably the first time, not the first time, it's to this, to this day, it is the most transformative thing I have ever done. The most transformative leap of self-trust that I have ever committed to in my entire life because I am someone that has, for the most part, from age, I would say 20 to now, has lived a life full of curiosity, full of experimentation, and also full of fear. 
and why it's important for me to reflect, why I'm intentional about reflection every single year, this time of year, is that I don't believe and I don't subscribe to this thought of fearlessness. I didn't get to this point where I suddenly thought I was worthy of doing these things or worthy of taking this risk. It was a complete commitment to self-trust that this is what's meant for me. This is what's aligned for me. This is the choice I'm going to make without this set of expectations of the outcome. Because I still, it's still very fresh in my memory, the questions that I used to get asked constantly about moving. How did I do it? How did I know it was right? How did I, and they all root down to, how did I trust myself enough to do that? How did I trust myself enough to leave my entire life behind only take what fit in my tiny car, plus my two dogs, and included my two dogs. It was myself and my two dogs at age 29. How did I go from living in the desert for 29 years and the entire life that I had built up, leaving that behind, to it completely entrust? How did I do that? And so... This week recently, I went back to, I I went back to, I wanted to see who was that woman? Who was that woman that I was five years ago? I went back five years because I wanted to see pre-move. I wanted to see, because a lot of times I have a hard time remembering that version of myself because I have grown so much and I wanted to hear her voice. I wanted to see her face. I wanted to, for me, it's very visual. Visuals bring back so much. It's like I can go right back into that space and that energy if I can see the video or the picture of it. So I went through, if you don't use Google Photos, the app on your phone to store your photos from your, instead of storing them all in like your iPhone, iCloud, whatever, I store them in Google Photos. And I love it because it's just, it organizes them better. It doesn't take up storage on your actual phone, which is why I originally started it. And it's easy to find those things. So I just went back to 2017. I went back to five years ago. I just typed in the search 2017. And it pulled up all the videos and photos that I had from 2017. So at this point in time, I was owning a boutique fitness and wellness studio in a very established, amazing neighborhood, (laughs) very expensive neighborhood in Phoenix, Arizona. And (laughs) I say that because (laughs) we all know the story of how that unfolded. (laughs) It just wasn't sustainable for me. But I wanted, and also like when we've grown so far past that version of ourselves, it can be hard to remember (sighs) We can romanticize that time in our life or we can villainize that time in our life or we can just forget there's only certain pieces that stick. So to be able to see, because at that time, clearly social media was around. So it was was videos that I had recorded for Instagram stories about the studio. It was pictures I had taken. And 
it was a lot to tap into, if I'm being really honest. I forgot, I forgot a lot of, I, I say it was a lot because I don't recognize her. I don't know who she is. And I wanted to put the pieces, I wanted to see the path of how, I'm like, how the heck was that a version of me? And I hold so much love for her. It's it's not to say it was this shameful feeling. It was just that I didn't I didn't recognize her. And I say her because yes, it it is me. Yes, that is that is me, a past version of me from five years ago at 27 years old. But I don't I don't recognize, or 26 at the time, 26, 27, I don't recognize that person. The voice, the the self-expression, it was, again, I say all of this with love, but I want it to be really transparent and authentic and honest of what I saw with someone because I could see things I had taken screenshots of And it was someone who was so, so lost and so unsure of who they were, seeking, seeking, desperately seeking and reaching to find who they were, not honoring the parts of them that were there, masking so much pain and so much... <laughs> it was just a complete lack of self-trust and looking to outsource that power and that information from everybody else. So while I was at this time, I mean, I placed so much of, of my identity at that time into a business, into being a a young entrepreneur, a 27-year-old who owned a a brick and mortar who it was like more attached to that identity and that image and upholding that image but at the same time being like I could see and I could sense and I could feel this deep loneliness and this deep emptiness and this wanting to just buy every course not every course. There was like a couple things that I really subscribed to that I thought would lead me to this sense of worthiness or value that taking someone's course or doing some kind of meditation would lead to that. It was just such a disempowered place. And again, I have so I have so much love for this version. And then I had so much curiosity because I'm like, how, how did I get here? How did I go from that to this? And I wanted to track, I wanted to track the journey. And so I needed to step out of that energy and let myself, just give myself time to step out of that energy. Because again, for me, when I see it, when I hear it, it's almost like I'm stepping back into that that part of the timeline, that version. So I just need to give myself some space to come back into the present moment, the present version of myself, and also 
just give that version so much love and support as best as I can. So when I try and track the journey, there's just many different levels. There is doing a lot of quote-unquote work, a lot of outside work, a lot of a lot of trying to build the toolkit, a lot of outsourcing my power of looking at someone who I deemed successful or I deemed as confident and saying, okay, if they're if they're selling this this program or this course, this meditation, they've clearly got it figured out and I don't. So I'm going to I'm going to invest in that and I'm going to subscribe to that and that's not where the confidence and the trust came from. Outsourcing your power is not where you become more powerful and more trusting in yourself. And that took a lot, that took a long time and a lot of years. And it's not to say that what other people share isn't valuable, that other tools aren't valuable, but they just weren't, they allowed me to stay in the loop of feeling like I didn't have a choice, feeling like my childhood or subconscious or there was just elements that were quote unquote, it, it was like everything outside of me had more power than me. I've detoxed from that probably really consciously for the past two years. I would say two and a half years. There's been a real detoxification period where I don't, I don't engage in that because it's really been that self-sovereignty, that self-empowerment, again, has come from the self. Like no amount of work or relying on something has given me that that self-trust. So that is one aspect that I look at of the journey of, of that. But why I even needed to experiment with those things, again, kind of coming back to the beginning of the podcast, is by being able to hear and take in conversations of people that were older than me, that had more wisdom than me, that had different experiences than me. It opened my mind to what was possible. So I couldn't have, I don't think at the time I could have, I could have just came up with those thoughts on my own. I did need to see, I did need to experiment with other programs and other courses and other tools in order for my brain to even get possibilities of what else is out there and what else is possible to just grow and learn. So it kind of feels like what I'm saying is like two different things that are opposing, but your tools are really valuable and really helpful or outside tools, I will say, until they're not, until you know it's time that I've been doing this for this amount of time and I feel like it keeps me in a loop and it's time to walk away and really, really, really go out and take inspired action on my own to learn to build that self-trust, right? So that's <laughs> that's ultimately, in the simplest of ways, what I want to say is that if you are someone who does subscribe to tools or courses or mentors or teachers, that those things are there to teach you until they're not, until they're just keeping you stuck in a loop of, okay, I've learned everything that I need to learn here. Now it's time to go and grow. And why we don't often leave, why we don't often make that jump, why, why fear... Or why, what thoughts can come up during that time is, is one, if we're, if we're, if our empowerment is coming from these outside tools, we feel afraid to leave those outside tools of, can I actually do this on my own though? Do I, do I actually know how to do this on my own? So that fear can come up. And so it, beca- it can create this self-reliance 
on the tool, on the mentor, on the teacher, on the practice, instead of just leaning in to what is natural to us and learning how to communicate with that intuition, learning how to trust ourselves. So that can come up, right? That is a huge, I think that's a huge thing is that a lot of times if if your tools are not, if they are not strengthening that relationship to yourself so that you do get to a point where you feel that you can walk away, that was something that I always even when I was personal training, it was so important to me not to sh- just to show a client a move, a physical move and say, okay, when they come in, I'm just going to tell them what to do and that's it. It was so important for me to tell them why we were doing that specific specific move with the, paired with this other specific move, why we were focusing on that for, th- for the day, what body parts or what it's just the why, the how, the what, explaining it and unpacking it. Because my biggest goal was that when I'm gone, when I leave, when I decide not to do this anymore, or you decide not to work with me, that you have the foundation built up to do all of this on your own. That nobody else, you don't have to give that power away, that you can do this completely on your own. And I still feel the same way when I look at anyone teaching anything is are they giving you the education and foundation to continue this, to empower you to do it without them? Or is the foundation completely built on more programs, more courses, more relying on them? That you want to get to the next level, you got to do into this thing. You got to want to get to the next level, you got to go into this thing. I just don't agree with that. I firmly do not agree with that. I passionately do not agree with that. I have been in this industry for far too long and seen it far too many times from hundreds if not thousands of people. I do not agree. So that was one thing. Your tools are valuable until they're not, until it's time for you to take the leap of of faith and trust in yourself. And those leaps... Those leaps of, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. This feels scary. I The leap into the unknown because our brains want to know. They want to know what's the next step. What's the next piece of the path? What is it? What is it? What is it? And if we don't, it's scary. It's scary because it's unknown. But that is where the self-trust is really, really cultivated from is the unknown is leaping into the unknown and knowing, not with this outcome, not with, okay, I'm going to leap into this. I'm going to leave the job. I'm going to leave the partner. I'm going to make the move. I'm going to do this this big thing, believing in myself with the expectation that the outcome is this, right? That the outcome will be if I leave the partner and I stop talking or I stop talking to the ex or I leave the job without having another job lined up, that that when I make this leap, the dream job will come through or the dream partner will come through. Or if I make this, if I move to another state because I, I've seen on Instagram that all these people are moving and I think I want to move too. So like I should just do it, right? And if I make the move, then I move and I take this big leap, then like everything's going to fall into place. I'm going to find, I'm going to find all these things, right? Again, just that fixation on the outcome, having expectations of what this, this controlled expectation of what the alchemist was to be. 
that when we operate from that place, that's actually not self-trust at all. Because if that doesn't work out, if that doesn't pan out, let me just tell you how hard you are going to hit the ground and get the wind knocked out of you. If you make that leap out of this place of that's not love and that's not trust, that is fear and scarcity. And if you make that jump from that place, you will hit the ground so hard to be shaken awake to that's not what this is about. I didn't make this move because I thought I would find my dream partner in Daniel and Daniel. I didn't I didn't make this move. I didn't know him. I didn't know he existed. <laughs> I didn't make this move to have a dream career. I didn't make this move to have an Instagrammable life. When I took the leap into the unknown of I am going to move to a rural town of 200 people to a place I had never been before because my intuition is speaking up so loudly and I'm so sick of living my life feeling powerless and like I don't have a choice in what life I create. That at 29, I could have sat there and told myself, poor me, I'm not married, I'm single, I don't own a house, I don't make that much money, poor, poor me. Instead of that... I said, wow, this is, this is at 29, I have complete freedom, complete freedom. I have basically zero responsibility. I can make anything happen. What is the life that I want to live? What is the experience that I want to have? If I am on my deathbed tomorrow, what are the stories that I want to tell? What is, when I look back at this book with all of these chapters, What do I want to be written? What are the stories that I want to be written? Okay, so how do I go out and write those? What is holding me back? And again, this did, this did take financial planning because it doesn't just take this idea that comes in, this intuitive hit, and then I just went and did it the next day. The intuitive hit came and then I said, okay, what is the action that I need to take that is aligned for me that supports this? That means having a remote job lined up. That means being financially saving up to make a move, to live in a remote town. That means putting in my notice at my apartment. That means selling what I need to sell, donating what I need to donate. That takes inspired, aligned action. It is not just an intuitive hit. It is a hit that is guidance, and then it's time for me to put it in action. If that's what I truly want and truly desire, I'm not going to let any ounce of fear come up and tell me otherwise. Because most often, that fear, that fear is a voice saying, I'm really scared of the unknown. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. When in actuality, the most powerful thing you can do is to show yourself that you can, that you have that choice, that you have that power, that all exists within you. I was not someone who grew up in this powerful place of when something, my, my intuition is something that has always spoken up and it is something that I didn't really start listening to actively until about 29 that I would listen and know what that voice sounded like. Because it's to me, it's not a voice. It's a knowing. 
It's just this deep bodily knowing that it is time for the next jump or next adventure and I don't know why. And that's often the biggest indicator is I don't know the outcome. I just know this is what I'm supposed to do and I don't know why. And that is scary because it is unknown. But the thing that I know and the thing that I trust is that it's leading me on my path. Even when I've had a painful experience happen, I know that it's a part of my path, that it's redirecting me, that maybe I wasn't listening to the small signs and that I needed something painful to happen to really, really shake me and wake me, awaken me from this slumber. And I always come back to, I mean, the most empowering thing that I've ever done for myself has been this move because it showed me that I am the creator of my life. That I have a choice in my life. That job, that's my choice. I chose it because I wanted security. I chose it because I wanted stability. I chose it because I wanted it to be able to to have freedom. That's all a choice. And I remind myself of that on those hard days or that starting your own business. I chose that. I chose that because I wanted to fulfill my purpose. I wanted to help others. I'm here to help others. And this is how I'm here to help them. That is a choice. My partnership, that's a choice. So how am I choosing to show up? How am I choosing to communicate? How am I choosing to stay committed when I'm being forced to grow, when I'm being forced to shed different parts of myself that are perhaps living in an ego or something I need to grow through. So if I'm not where I want to be yet, if you are not in the partnership that you want or the house or the city or the job, it's taking that self-responsibility that that... (laughs) You were led here by your choices. You were led to this moment in time by your choices. So where have those choices led you? Where have those choices led you? And I think so oftentimes we can be so connected to things that have happened to us because I am also not someone who believes that everything that happens to us Perhaps we drew in or we chose that. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying because there are traumatic, there are painful, there are hurtful things that happen to us, not by choice, absolutely not by choice. But I come back to again, okay, so what, what choice do I have? What is my decision and how I process this? Is that messy? Is that through love? Is that through fear? Is that, what is that through? Where do I have the power in this situation? And choosing that path. So when I look at that, when I look at that 27-year-old girl, woman, (laughs) that 27-year-old woman who is just coming out of a really difficult relationship, who didn't know herself, that, that was still discovering herself and getting to know herself and what she wanted and what what parts of her purpose were, and she was finding that. She was finding that the whole time. She was trying to discover that the whole time. When I look at her and I hold space for her, and then I look to to the next steps of 
then being 29 and making the hard decision to close the studio, something that her identity was so tied up in and not knowing the next step and knowing that's all she could do. She couldn't afford, I couldn't afford the studio, couldn't financially afford the business. I know I need to step away, but I don't know what's next. I think I look at that chapter and I, I so remember that chapter of like, I don't know what's next. I thought this is what I wanted. I thought this is what I was supposed to do for however many years. What is next? And in its own timing being shown to me that I wanted to make a big move to nature, those chapters, those doors had to close in order for me to see the next step and not just see it and not just hear it and not just know it, but to follow it. Because my intuition could have spoken up the way it did at 29 and said, I want to move to nature. I want to make a big move. I want to live remotely. I want to live a more simple, intentional life. That is what I'm meant for. And I could have chosen to ignore it. I could have chosen to do nothing. And I think about how different my life would have been had I not trusted myself enough to step into the unknown. And I don't let those what ifs stop me from taking action. So if you're leaving a job, leaving a partner, making a big move, I don't think if we want to go to (laughs) what if I didn't like it? What if I had moved here and it wasn't what I had thought and it wasn't the space I was supposed to be, wasn't the place I was supposed to be? Well, I had a lease I actually signed a short-term lease. It was like a two-month or three-month trial period that gave me the freedom to back out after that point. I didn't have to continue with the lease any further. It was at that three-month mark that my landlord and I would say, this is a fit or this is not a fit. So I had that built in. So if it wasn't a fit after three months, that I could move again, that I would leave again, that I could move back to Phoenix or I can move forward to another place, that that was part of what the path was supposed to be for me, that maybe it wasn't this space. That was the biggest, that's the what if. What if it doesn't work out? Then it doesn't work out. <laughs> how many how many experiences have you been in where something did not work out? Probably a hundred, probably a thousand, <laughs> probably a hundred, probably a thousand more. It's not always guaranteed to work out. And I don't even know what that means. Define it. What does that mean? Again, as soon as you define what that other, the thing, the opposing thought of the fear of like, well, what if it didn't work out? What? Okay, so what's the opposite thought? What if it, what if it, what if it did? What if it did work out? What is working out? Then we're just going back into expectations of the outcome (laughs) of like conditional condition, right? This will be good if these conditions are met. This will be worth it if these conditions are met. And then it's like, look around at how much of your life you do that with. How much of your life do you say, if these conditions are met, then I will be happy. If these conditions are met, then I will love myself. If these conditions are met, then I will be worthy. Then I will be valuable. Then I will get X, Y, and Z. I will have money. I will have a partner. I will have a job. That I will have success. I will have fame. Whatever that thing is, if these conditions are met. And I can tell you, <laughs> when we tell ourselves that, when I get this, 
then I will be happy. When I get this, then I will have the partner. When I get this, then I will have the money. When I get this, then I will feel valuable and empowered. (sighs) When we place any of that outside of ourselves, when I get the thing, when I get this, as soon as we stray into that territory, it is very dangerous. Because I know from experience that if you get the thing, whatever that may be, that variable is, nothing really changes. Nothing changes. You don't suddenly have self-trust and all of this happiness and all of this worthiness. It doesn't suddenly happen that way. And it almost becomes sadder and darker and deeper because you realize that, that, oh, wow, I really thought this power existed outside of me, that if I got these things, that it would fulfill me from the inside. And it didn't. So what does that mean? And it feels pretty empty and pretty lonely in that space. And I had to experiment with that as well. And again, it only builds more self-trust that when we take those conditions off ourselves, off our partners, off our jobs, off whatever it may be, but most importantly, when we take that conditional love, not unconditional, (laughs) but when these conditions are met, then I will have this. When we take that off, that is where true freedom, true self-trust, true empowerment comes from. True happiness, true love, true fulfillment comes from. And we know this. I'm only telling you things as a remembrance. You know this already. It already exists within you. This is nothing new to you. And I think the place that I witness the most is not getting to this place, not getting to this place of fearlessness. I don't believe that's possible. I don't believe there's a human on this planet, even the most confident human that you may admire the most, who is fearless. I don't think that's part of the human experience. What I do think is that what makes somebody successful, happy, fulfilled, loving, what, how you achieve that is through acknowledging the fear and taking action anyway. That you look fear in the eyes and say, I feel fearful, I feel anxious, I feel scared, this feels unknown. And continuing to take action anyway, regardless of the outcome, regardless if it's a no, regardless if it's a fail, regardless if it's a mistake. Because then you get up and you take action after that. Like that's all you can do. And so when I look back at that person and I start to trace the pieces of my path, It didn't come from sitting in my room, listening to meditations, doing workshops. It took, yes, experimenting with that, but more importantly, knowing when to walk away from those and knowing when that, when my intuition, when my inner guidance spoke up, that I am here to take action in that direction. That's it. I'm not supposed to know the outcome. I'm not supposed to predict the outcome. I'm not supposed to judge the outcome. I don't need to know why. I just know that's the path that I meant to take. So when I look at that person, to get from a place of complete living and being ruled by fear and anxiety and everyone else knowing better than me to where I'm at today, which feels completely opposite of trusting myself, knowing that I I have a choice. Standing in that self-empowerment 
cultivating self-trust over obsessing about self-worthiness, I got to this space through taking inspired action. And I can't predict what that looks like for you. Nobody can. And that's often what gets so hard about when I want to help and serve others in this way of like, gosh, I lived and was ruled by fear and anxiety for so long, for so many years, for the majority of my life. And to get to the point where I'm at now, it's like there's something so deep within me that wants to help others do the same. But I know that doesn't come from me. That comes from you. And every one of our paths is individual. It is very hard to create one one thing that's going to take you there. One roadmap that's going to take you there. So instead, I show up and I share. Because I know that by me sharing, it's going to ignite and spark things in your head, in your brain, in your intuition to speak up to you. They have nothing to do with me, actually. <laughs> they have nothing to do with me. It's just that little blip of clarity that you needed to see your next step. And so that's what I'm here to do. And that's what this space is for, is to show you that you're not alone, to show you that your empowerment comes from you and not outsourcing that power from anybody else. And that to get there, you have to do the scary thing. You have to step into the unknown and you have to take inspired action. So I will wrap it up there for this week's conversation. If you'd like to continue this, please do so over on Instagram, either at Repose Homestead or at Caitlin Danielle Smith. I will continue it on either platform. Repose Homestead is just taking a little bit of a pause on the Instagram front because she's letting me know what she wants to be. So I just am not forcing it. <laughs> Instead, we're just showing up on the podcast, having these conversations. Please share this with a friend this week if you feel like there's anything that spoke to someone you think of specifically or that you just want to be in it side by side of like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm feeling this fire. I want to take action on the things that, that are aligned for me and I need, I want to have a friend side by side in that and like keep each other accountable beautiful share this episode with them i would love that or tag tag me or the repose homestead over on instagram if you're going to share this particular episode with your community just so i can give you a personal thank you (laughs) thank you so much for being here i am so grateful i hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and i look forward to speaking with you next week